Hey everyone. Hey. Welcome to episode four of Get, Get the, the Picture. Picture. I'm Nay. And I'm Casey. We're so excited to be back with another episode. In this particular episode, we are titling it The Vessel Part Two. So if you remember from episode one, we talked about the vessel and basically um, that was all about ourselves, not just Nay and I, but you as the listener. Um, and just really taking the time to seek Holy Spirit and ask him, uh, what type of vessel are you? And what we mean by that is we all have particular purposes and um, designs that God has formed and fashioned us in, and they're all directed towards a a cause. Um, He doesn't just make us a certain way or to give us a natural being for no apparent reason. He gives us a purpose. He gives us a plan for our lives. And out of that, that goes into what type of vessel we become. And then on top of that, there are some things that we have to do as the vessels that God has created us to make sure that we're able to handle the things that he pours into us. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we, um, we tend to follow this passive faith um, model where, you know, God made me, he made the plan. Um, he's going to pour into me and he's also going to accomplish that plan. Yeah. His word doesn't come back void, but it goes out and it accomplishes exactly what he sends it out to do, but he gives us very clear instructions on what it is that we're supposed to do. And so that's pretty much what we talked about in episode one. And so we're circling back again for episode four and we're talking more about, um, the vessel and we're just going to dive deeper into that. And I'm going to hand it off to Nate and let her do her thing okay then (laughs) okay so in this episode i'm gonna be coming from john chapter four y'all know me i love the book of john the book of john is just great it's like so sweet Mm -hmm. really is john was a good listener Mm -hmm. so before i start and we're talking about vessels i wanted to kind of get into like the different types of vessels that we have mm-hmm. and of course you can look at it in a sense of our bodies being a vessel yeah. and you can also look at it as like different things like bowls and cups are also vessels and even I think they even call ships vessels Yeah, and you can like talk about blood vessels in your body a vessel just has a variety of meanings and today we're going to be talking about two of those so let's just get into it i am coming from the passion translation of course (laughs) surprise 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 (laughs) if y'all haven't like gathered by now we're just really encouraging you to go and read the passion translation like so good the other ones are great but like there's just something about the passion translation Mm -hmm. it's just so good i always call it the psalm of the translations absolutely So, this is um, a long read today, but I think it's necessary. So, verse 1 starts off, The news quickly reached the Jewish religious leaders, known as the Pharisees, that Jesus was drawing greater crowds of followers coming to be baptized than John. Although Jesus himself didn't baptize, but only his disciples. Jesus heard what was being said and abruptly left Judea, and returned to the province of Galilee, and he had to pass through Samaria. Jesus arrived at the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. 
Wearied by his long journey, he sat on the edge of Jacob's well and sent his disciples into the village to buy food, for it was already afternoon. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. She replied, Why would a Jewish man ask a Samaritan woman for a drink of water? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Pause. So I just want to give a little background here Go ahead, girl. about Jews and Samaritans. So Samaritans were what people would call half-breeds. Mm-hmm. They were half-Jew, half-Gentile. And because they were half-Gentile, the Jews didn't like that. Yeah. And so Jews basically hated Samaritans so much that they'd rather go and cross the Jordan River in order to get to Galilee instead of going through Samaria. Mm-hmm. So they would g- like take the long way around instead of taking the shortcut quick right there through Samaria. Yeah. That's so interesting that you say that because in, um, let's see, where was it? In verse 4, it says that he had to pass through Samaria. He had to. It's not like he didn't have another option, mm-hmm. but he didn't give himself the option. Nope. He said, I, ha- I have to go to Samaria. Like, there's a purpose for me going to Samaria. Yeah, that's so, that's so good. Keep mm-hmm. going. I'm excited. And so... The Samaritan woman was very astonished here. She was like, I cannot believe that this man being a Jew is asking me, a Samaritan woman, to give him a drink. Like, does he not know the history? Yeah. <laughs> In verse 10, Jesus replied by saying, if you only knew who I am and the gift that God wants to give you, you'd ask me for a drink and I will give you living water. The woman replied, but sir, you don't even have a bucket and the well is very deep. So where do you find this living water? Do you really think that you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who dug this well and drank from it himself, along with his children and livestock? Jesus answered, If you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again. But if anyone drinks the living water I give them, they will never be thirsty again. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit flooding you with endless life. And I want to stop here. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to point out in the commentary here when it talks about that gushing fountain. And the commentary states that the Greek verb for springing up is, okay, y'all, I'm, I'm not, I don't speak Greek, but I think this word is halomeno. That's, that's, that's good enough. Go halomeno. <laughs> H-A-L-L-O-M-E-N-O-U. Yeah. So look it up and tell Google to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and it's never used for inanimate objects. So it's just for water. Like when it's talking about water, that's when it's used for things like that. It is a verb used for people, living things, and means jumping or leaping up. Mm-hmm. And it's literally described as an activity of the Holy Spirit. Mm. That's good. So the woman replied, let me drink, let me drink that water so I'll never be thirsty again and won't have to come back here to draw water. Jesus said, go get your husband and bring him back here. Then she says in verse 17, but I'm not married. The woman answered, that's true, Jesus said, for you've been married five times and now you're living with a man who is not your husband. You have told the truth. And I want to stop right here. Um, a lot of people think that in this passage of scripture that Jesus is being like 
yeah, I know you don't have, um, I know you have multiple husbands and yada, yada, yada. But I don't think that's what, I don't think that's what he's doing here. I think what Jesus is doing here is just simply stating that he knows exactly what is going on with her, knows exactly who she is apart from him. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that he uses to restore her in the end that we're getting ready to get to. Absolutely. And so the woman changed the subject. You must be a prophet. So tell me this. Why do our fathers worship God on this nearby mountain? But your people teach that Jerusalem is a place where we must worship. Who's right? Jesus responded, believe me, dear woman, the time has come when you will worship the father neither on a mountain nor in Jerusalem, but in your heart. Your people don't really know the one they worship, but we Jews worship out of our experience for it's from it's from the Jews that salvation is available. From now on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of right place, but with the right heart. For God is a spirit, and he longs to have sincere worshipers who adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. I'm just going to finish out reading this, and then we'll get into mm-hmm. the content. And then the woman said, this is all so confusing, but I do know that the anointed one is coming the true Messiah, and when he comes, he will tell us everything we need to know. Jesus said to her, you don't have to wait any longer. The anointed one is here speaking with you. I'm the one you're looking for. At that moment, his disciples returned and were stunned to see Jesus speaking with the Samaritan woman, yet none of them dared to ask him why or what they were discussing. All at once, the woman left her water jar and ran off to her village and told everyone, Come and meet a man at the well who told me everything I've ever done. He could be the one we've been waiting for. Hearing this, the people came streaming out of the village to go see Jesus. Mm. That's one of my favorite stories in the Bible because every time I read it, the Holy Spirit always reveals something new about that story. And I want to go back to this story and kind of relate this to how people of today could see the truth in this story and how they could apply it to their own lives. Mm -hmm. If you remember me reading, I was talking about um, Jesus mentioned that she had multiple husbands and it wasn't to, you know, shame her or anything like that, even though what she was doing was wrong. Right. He wasn't trying to humiliate her or anything like that, but he was just letting her know, I know exactly who you are. And because of that, that's why I want to restore you and give you a true love. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, how can we relate that to us? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) So, when Jesus mentioned that she has um, has had multiple husbands, that means that she has been in covenant with multiple people. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's not biblical. That's not what it's supposed to be. But um, I believe that Jesus was also speaking to us in this because... Um, we had made covenants with other things apart from him and we see how that those covenants only led us to destruction in the end Mm -hmm. like whether if it's ourselves our emotions other people's opinions society ungodly relationships and things of that sort Mm -hmm. and because the woman and people of today have we basically have broken and cracked vessels from these relationships because yeah. the things that they pour into us are not what the vessel was built for. Yeah. And it's like breaking us. 
Yes. It's like we have fragments of ourselves in all of these things because it's like I've cut covenant with you, so I've like mm-hmm. broken off a piece of myself yes. in order to be in this covenant with you or to be in covenant with this thing or this idea, and then mm-hmm. we're just left with a bunch of fragments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you notice being in these different covenants that we're not meant to be in, we find ourselves giving and giving and giving and mm-hmm. giving, and you never receive anything, and because you're not being filled continuously and you're constantly pouring out then the vessel runs empty yeah that or either you can't uh receive anything because again you're Mm -hmm. giving so much of yourselves these different pieces of yourself to where you literally have no capacity to hold anything um and so you're just left high and dry Mm -hmm. yeah and so the only thing that's gonna fill the vessels and even the woman at the well what was going to mend her together was sustaining and being a part of the correct covenant that she's supposed to be a part of that's good and then um in verses 19 through 25 this is where the woman starts um talking about like the different places of worship you know she's just curious you know just asking more questions because if he knew all of that then he would have to know something else just go ahead and spill the tea since you had it (laughs) (laughs) so she asked Jesus about the places of worship but he reveals to her that it's not about being in the quote-unquote right place in order to you know worship the father and be communing with him but it's all about having the right heart there goes heart posture again yeah he wants you he wants it from the right heart and in the realm of the spirit and in truth and so, like we were talking about the heart posture, basically, this whole season is God wants worship to come from a sincere place. And the mountain and the temple was just no longer satisfying because it was a part of that old covenant mm-hmm. that just wasn't cutting it anymore. Yeah. And I also wanted to talk, um, go back to whenever we we're talking about covenants and things. You can also be tied to a church and a religion and not have any type of relationship with God and it's just the truth that you can go to church Sunday to Sunday, Wednesday and Wednesday, but not be not being filled by the right things mm-hmm. and being in the wrong church and having covenant with the wrong church and things like things of that nature can cause your vessel to be cracked as well. Yeah, yep, because it's just not what God designed. And that's the thing that we have to get to um, again in this season. Uh, not just in this particular season that we're talking about season two, but just in this particular uh, space in our lives, God is really calling us to, to just adhere to his word. Mm -hmm. If this doesn't line up with what the word of God says, then we just got to get rid of it. And that's, I believe it. um, And I know that's what you're getting into. Um, This is what Jesus, Jesus's ultimate goal was with this woman was revealing to her that, Hey, yeah, the um, the Old Testament scriptures, you know, the things that we grew up on, yes, it said all these things, but I've, I'm here to cut a new covenant with you mm-hmm. where, you know, um, I love something that our apostle said um, not too long ago where he was saying, you know, you got to think about it. These people that were in the New Testament, they didn't have a New Testament. They were right. the New Testament. Yes. They were living it out. And so he's coming to show them. And show this woman at this time that, hey, I'm cutting a brand new deal with you mm-hmm. where, you know, God used to be so distant and you you used to have to get to him through this person and to um, do about this way or whatever. But he said, I want your heart. Mm-hmm. Give me your heart. And so if 
all this other stuff that we're talking about, like modern day stuff, like the different religions or denominations and things. And we're not saying that one is better than the other. And we're not saying that you're wrong. But again, we have to assess the heart and yes. see where it's rooted in. If it's not rooted in the word of God, then we got to get got to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And that's even for like ourselves, things that we have to check ourselves with. God is this even you? Because mm-hmm. if it's not, then it's going to take pieces away from me and I can't give myself wholly unto you. Yes. And if I can't give myself wholly unto you, I can't receive fully from you because I'm not whole in that particular situation where I'm not fully there. Um, you think about it um, where like you're spending time with the person and it's like your mind is here, there and everywhere else. You're not fully present with that person. God wants our hearts. Mm-hmm. He wants us completely 100% present with him yes. at all times because he wants us to get that full experience mm-hmm. of him every single time. And I'm going to hop back over on something else that you said once you finish that. Cause okay. Because <laughs> it's just <laughs> God is good. That's all. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, the mountain and the temple was just a place of worship that was just not working out for God anymore because he so longs to have relationship with yes. his children. And that's the that's all that he's ever wanted. And so I also believe that God, like you said, like going along with what you said, it's that God is really calling his people in this season to become very intimate with him, mm-hmm. to enter into that place of where God is just me and you. And I'm ready. I'm Gucci. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm sitting on G. Wait, no, no. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Like, God, whatever you want to do, I'm down I'm for it. I'm game. Yeah, y'all, and I'm gonna tell you something from personal experience. That is one of the most dangerous, but in a good way, dangerous prayers that you can yes. ever pray. Okay, I am a living, breathing, breathing witness of this. When you get to the point where it's like, you know what, God, all this other stuff doesn't matter, but whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. I'm down for it. And however you want to word that, you know, I quite literally worded it that way. Yeah, in my prayer. And the way God just, like, snatched me up and did a 180 in my life and just really started to pour into me. But that was because I got to the point where he's getting this woman at the well to to this point of, hey, all this extra stuff, that don't matter. Do you realize who you are in front of right mm-hmm. now? And that is where we got to get. Yes. Do we realize who is right here with us, in us, mm-hmm. talking to us? beckoning unto us like do we really really recognize that because if you knew who you were talking to you wouldn't be asking me come on keep going (laughs) (laughs) keep going continue with breaking down this story i want to go on to verses 26 through 29 john chapter 4 where jesus reveals himself to her and it was very important that jesus revealed himself not only as the Messiah, but I honestly believe that she got the revelation of him being the bridegroom that the church needed. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I want to hop over just to clarify that over in Second Corinthians 11, verse 2. Um, and I'm going to just keep it in the Passion Translation. So it says, you need to know that God's passion is burning inside me for you because like a loving father, I have pledged your hand in marriage to Christ, your true bridegroom. I've also promised that I would present his fiance to him as a pure virgin bride. So in Second Corinthians, of course, Paul is writing here, and he's basically 
um, clarifying that that Christ is the bridegroom coming back after the church. Mm-hmm. And so to continue with that, Jesus reveals that to her because he's saying that I'm the one that you need to be in covenant with, mm-hmm. not all, not the mm-hmm. men that you're with, not, not the mountain and the temple, mm-hmm. not those places of worship and people's opinions about you. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, you can only imagine, it doesn't say it, but you can only imagine, you know, some of the things that she went through yeah. being, you know, the woman that she was. And the main thing in this whole set of scriptures that sticks out to me the most is that it doesn't fail to mention that she left her water pot. Yep. Another type of vessel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to say this without crying because this <laughs> is just so beautiful to me. So the woman leaves her water pot behind as a symbol that she no longer needed to draw from people, Jacob's well, or the temple anymore. And at that moment, Jesus made her vessel whole. Mm. He was the living water that she truly needed. Yeah. And I honestly believe that the water pot there, like we've been saying, has was like representing um, secondhand information. Is because she was, she was taking that water pot to get water from other things and other mm-hmm. people, and then she was drinking from that water pot. But that water pot never satisfied her. Yeah. It probably did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, it probably got her by. Yeah. But she needed a water that was going to last her for eternity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to give you water that you will never thirst again because you have to keep coming back to these whales. Uh-huh. You have to keep going back to those men. You have to keep going back to the temple, but whenever you drink from this water, you'll never have to go back to anyone because we are eternally locked together. Yes. We are in this covenant. We're yes. in this thing. Yes, and you have full access to it mm-hmm. at any time. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good because you think about it. Her old vessel, she had to depend on the conditions of the well because some mm-hmm. days the water level may have been low. Yes. If it was the um, drawing from the men that she was with, well, is she in good graces with them this day or yes. is she not? Even the opinions of other people, are we cool today or are mm-hmm. we not? And we can relate that to our own lives um, where um, – we're getting away from being so dependent on the world where one day we're good, one day we're not, one day we're up and one day yes. we're down. And then we come into the covenant uh, with the Father where it's like, you're always in my good graces mm-hmm. because it's my grace that's yes. sufficient for you. It is me that fills you and not yourselves and not other mm-hmm. people. And my supply never runs dry. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. It is. And even, even the people of today and us, you know, just speaking about now is that we shouldn't desire to be in covenant with water pots anymore. Yeah. Because like I said, we're going to have to keep going back mm-hmm. to try to feel because it's like a person with an addiction. Yeah. You get the fix for a while, mm-hmm. but eventually it's going to run out and you have to go back for more. Yeah. And so I also put down this scripture out of Ephesians chapter five, verses 25 through 27 out of the passion translation of course (laughs) and it says and to the husbands you are to demonstrate love for your wives with the same tender devotion that christ demonstrated to us his bride for he died for us sacrificing himself to make us holy and pure cleansing us through the showering of the pure water of the word of god 
all that he does in us is designed to make us a mature church for his pleasure until we become a source of praise to him glorious and radiant beautiful and holy without fault or flaw so basically becoming whole yes we eventually become whole mm-hmm. yep that is so beautiful it is and he he does all of this through the working of the holy spirit i want to kind of like backtrack like way at the beginning okay for a little bit whenever you um mentioned about um in the passion translation it uh it notates that when it says in um in the verse where it says that uh, for when you drink of the water that I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain um, of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. flooding you with endless life. Yeah. We're becoming whole again. And so we have this eternal life mm-hmm. that Jesus died on the cross to give us. But on top of that, in the commentary where it says it's springing up immediately, Holy Spirit dropped in my uh, spirit, the scripture about Elizabeth when John was in her womb. Yes. So let's go to Luke chapter one. In verse 41, and you can guess what translation I'm reading that out of. <laughs> Luke chapter what? Luke chapter 1, verse 41. Okay. And it says, um, well, I'm going to backtrack on verse 39. It says, afterwards, afterwards, Mary arose and hurried off to the hill country of Judea to the village where Zechariah and Elizabeth lived. Arriving at their home, Mary entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. Keep in mind, Mary is pregnant with Jesus during this time. She's pregnant with the word. Mm -hmm. She's pregnant with the living water. Yes. On the inside Mm -hmm. of her. So at the moment, her aunt heard Mary's voice. The baby within Elizabeth's womb jumped and kicked. And suddenly Elizabeth was filled to overflow with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so you think about that when it talks about um, this gushing, um, this gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit that floods you with endless life. That is Jesus himself. Yes. That is the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that operates on the inside of him. That's who he is. You know, uh, yep. him, God, uh, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, they're one. Mm-hmm. And so when we partake of this covenant that he has so graciously cut with us yeah. and formed with us, then we have that very same life that springs up on the inside of us. And it not only makes us whole, but you see what the woman at the well ended up doing. She left her water pots and she ran off and she told everybody. Yes, She was so full of joy. Mm-hmm. She was so full of hope. Yeah. And that's where God wants us to be, not just vessels that's mm-hmm. able to carry things, because there's a lot of heavy things that, you know, we're called to carry, um, even in the word of God. I mean, there's some difficult um, things that we have to stand on 10 toes down that will make us very unpopular mm-hmm. and will make us, you know, a target. And those things can cause a lot of like heaviness and and um, and sorrows. And the word tells us mm-hmm. that that is it's a dividing factor. Um, it's not designed to bring division, but it's It's going to divide, you know, mothers from fathers and, you know, the sons and things like that. It's all a part of that. But when we have that hope on the inside of us, then we can be full of joy and hope um, and expectation that no matter what, I got the source on the inside Mm -hmm. of me. So you can deny me of everything that I may need. You can deny me of joy. You can deny me of hope. You can deny me of acceptance. But because of the one that's on the inside of me, because he has made me whole again and mm-hmm. I can actually carry that on the inside of me, I don't have to look to you. you I don't have to. You can't deny me for who I am. Mm-mm, you can't. You, ca- you can't. You can try to break me, 
but he remade me. Mm-hmm. And when he remade me, I could I can't be broken because I'm in his hands yes. and he's on the inside of me sustaining me. So you can mm-hmm. try all you want to because I'm sure they saw this woman coming down and like here she come. Okay? Mm-hmm. She had a reputation. Yes. You think about it in just like plain simple everyday human terms. This woman had a reputation and not a good one. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure when people saw her coming, they went the other way. They talked bad about her. They treated mm-hmm. her like a dog. All of these things. Yet that didn't matter anymore. Mm-mm. Nope. Because the restorer came. Yep. And he put her back together yep. again. Slate white queen. And he filled her. Yep. And she went and she poured out to other people. Revival broke out in Samaria, y'all. Come on, y'all. Hello. <laughs> and that's where God wants us to where, you know, we get to this point where we have these special encounters with him. Mm-hmm. He wants us to have our well experience. And we may not have been exactly in that situation that that woman was in, but we have experienced something that has broken us, mm-hmm. that has taken a piece of ourselves away. And he's like, here, let me remake you. Let me make mm-hmm. you over again. I'm the potter and you're in my hands. Let me mold you into the vessel that I desire for you to be because I want you to be able to carry my mm-hmm. spirit on the inside yeah. of you. I want you to be able to ha- hold that fountain, mm-hmm. not just a well, but a fountain, yes. one that springs up, it bubbles, it gushes. And and you mentioned that and going back to that you can see how when she was washed by the water of the word and mm-hmm. how she was filled by that, that it didn't slip through the cracks of her vessel, but instead not only did it smooth them over, but it was overflowing yes. her vessel. Mm-hmm. Yep, Man, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> so in this beautiful story, we're at the end of the verses, and basically what happens is that um, in the last few scriptures, Jesus sends her out to the marketplace. Y'all remember season one? Mm-hmm. She was sent out to the marketplace to tell people about the true bridegroom. But first, her identity had to be restored. Yes. And then she had to be filled with the word and come into alignment with it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was so she would be able to magnetize with people in the um, in Samaria. And you know what? God, Jesus picking someone like her, because, you know, he always picks the ones that some people would deem inadequate. Mm-hmm. But because I think she was picked for, of course, for a purpose, but because of the woman that she was, heads turned to her all the time. Yeah. Not in the, you know, not in the right spirit, but heads turned to her all the time because, and people talked about her, they would have had to, because mm-hmm. like you said, the type of woman that she was. And so whenever people looked at her this time, they saw something different mm-hmm. about her. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, you done tapped into something, and whatever you mm-hmm. tapped into, I want some of that. Yep. So let's go see about this Jesus you're talking about. Because mm-hmm. got to be something if mm-hmm. if you not like how you were yesterday. Yep. It's got to be something. I need to see this for myself. Mm-hmm. Jesus tends to use the most controversial people yes. to set the stage for him because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like you said, we we discount those people that we think are so far gone. And then when they have a true encounter with him, there's no denying that. Mm-hmm. There was absolutely no denying that she had met somebody that truly 
that truly could be the Messiah. Because that you think about it too. She um, she talked about the Messiah all throughout this. She knew it. Mm-hmm. She knew about him. And you know, and going back to uh, season one when we were talking about the difference between waiting and awaiting. Yes, they were waiting because they knew the scriptures. Mm-hmm. They knew what the word said concerning the Messiah that was going to come. But now that she has ha- actually had an encounter with him, she has experienced him for herself. And so people are like, wait a minute, you've truly been changed. Hold up, this kind of sounds like the Messiah that we've heard so much about. Yeah as children and in the scriptures and things like that let me go see for myself because you might be tripping but you might be on to something yeah and so jesus was really really strategic Mm -hmm. with this because again like the scripture said he had to go to samaria yes he He had had to to. Mm -hmm. his his publicist was there Mm -hmm. because she publicized she announced the arrival yes she did that the messiah is here he's here he is come. the one that that's in the scripture he's here Mm-hmm. He's right here. And that's what um, God is doing with us. He's knocking on our heart and he's saying, hey, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. There's some things that I want to fix in your life. There's some things that I want to restore and to turn around because it's going to be a testimony mm-hmm. to other people. We become living, breathing witnesses of the goodness of mm-hmm. God. And when people see that, when people can see that this person used to be a broken vessel, to now they are a vessel of honor and fit for yes. the master's use and they're out here they're 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 carriers of the holy spirit that's noteworthy and that's going to cause people to pay attention mm-hmm. let god use you to, yes. to draw attention i think that's all we have for today yeah that's it that's so all. i want to leave you all with this because I believe that Holy Spirit has laid this in my spirit to release to you all as we close out episode four. So I really just, whenever you were talking about hope, I honest, and you started talking about being restored right there at the end, that he restored her. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that in this season for a lot of people that God is ready to restore hope in people. Amen. And I, it says in the scripture that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm-hmm. And so with hope being restored, joy is coming, yep. springing up. It's springing up within yes. people again. That living water is stirring up again. Yes. And my mama, she tells me this all the time. And she says that, she says, don't quote me because I heard this from somebody. So you make sure you say that. So I said, <laughs> yes, ma'am. So she heard someone say this before, and we can't remember who, but she says that um, the quote says, faith is believing that God can do it, but hope is believing that God can do it for me. Mm-hmm. So I pray that the Lord restores hope within this season for whoever needs it. And so, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all. (laughs) We thank you all so much for tuning in to the vessel part two. Yes, tagging along with us. Tagging along with us. We appreciate y'all so much. From the Father to our hearts to you, we thank you all so much for tuning in to episode four of Get Get the the Picture. Picture.